Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession, that's Puerto Ricana Alex Michael Ramos is clearly confused about his race as he was one of Charlottesville's attackers. Steve Bannon has left the White House, though he shouldn't have been there to begin with, and Mary J. Blige owes $6.5 million in back taxes. What it do? This your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Mosby, and you are listening to the one and only Confession. What it <laughs> do, everybody? I didn't fuck up on it. What you going to say? You don't know if you're Jim Mosby or Jen Othello? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm trying to transition <laughs> because I feel like Jen Othello would be more, even though Othello's my middle name, I just think to separate, you know, my real life from, like, my entertainment life, I think mm-hmm. I do need to come with, like, how many Angel Vandrina does, like, her first middle name, I think it's, it's better for me. Angel Othello sounds dope, too. I, I mean, I played when I was younger, but... Now it's like motherfuckers always tell me like, "Wow, that's your middle name!" Like, you know, so yeah, I'll always I'll like your middle name. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Makes me a well, individual, but I definitely used to think I was a weirdo when I was younger. I was like, "Oh my god, why?" I had the most random name like in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God. But I appreciate. It. So yeah. Yeah, unique is always there. We was having we was having a little bit of a conversation uh, before we got in the air. Did you want to talk about it at all? Yeah, so it's just it kind of disturbed me a little bit. Well, it disturbed me a whole lot of bit. I'm pretty upset about it still. So, um, Jun he had commented on this this post, and I think it was from Baller Alert, and they had posted a uh, a, a white man with a gun in his hand, and he looked like he's in like some you know, wooded, rural rural area, you know, just trees, woods, like you really can't see anything except just him. And he's kind of hidden, like not hidden in the woods, but hidden as far as like his outfit goes, got like a hat on, pushed down, glasses on, and a a shirt on that kind of like, I think it says fuck black lives, and uh, it has like a big middle finger on it. And um, It didn't say fuck fuck black Black lives, it just said black lives matter. It was a shirt that literally said black lives matter on it. But it had a middle finger on it, so fuck Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. I guess that's what it was. So, oh, okay. um, so he um he was just talking. He was just like Milwaukee. Um, you know when you see black women and their children leaving the mall, shoot them in the back. They shouldn't get to the corner. If they do, shoot them. Like, and it was just like, what are you talking about? Like, why would you even? even go there like what, what what are you doing and you're hitting you're a bum you're scared you're out clearly scared of the black men because they will murder your bitch ass but it's just like why are you calling out women and, and children and you know what i'm saying and then you're you're talking about a specific area which to me makes me feel like you know or you're from or you know you're near the milwaukee area and it's kind of scary you know what i'm saying i'm a woman i'm a black woman with a black you know four-year-old son so I don't, I mean, I stay, you know, in the city of, well, I stay in Milwaukee, the county of Milwaukee, but I stay in the city of Cudahy. And it's just frustrating because it's just like, damn, like, you know, I don't want to have to be looking over my shoulders, wondering if somebody's going to fucking shoot me in my goddamn back or my son because of the color of my skin. And I also feel like, like you're way too old. You're an old ass man who needs to be retired and sitting on his flat ass with some high ass shorts he got on talking about 
kill women and, and black women and their children. Like, that just sounds crazy. And as Jen stated earlier, you know, for some reason, these, you know, so many people, uh, racist, you know, they are just, you know, pessimistic. They are, you know, crazy. They they are just racist. And nine times out of ten, they low-key racist. They, uh, you know, won't say the shit to your face, but they'll talk about you behind your back. And I yeah. see it every day. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and it's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? But I just try and keep it moving. But to hear somebody say some shit like this, it just it really bothered me. And I'm like, I'm I'm what really want to make it a mission to find who this bastard is. And he needs to either lose his job, his benefits, or whatever the fuck he's getting, because this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable for you to sit up there. And then he had like a hollow tip, a big ass gun. And the hollow tip is like BLM. You know what I'm saying? So you just want to kill motherfuckers because because of the way God made them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't want to kill you because of the way your parents raised you to be a stupid. You know? So, and, and the thing is, so have you sent have you sent that video to the police department since you are in Milwaukee? No, but you know, I just seen it like so literally like five minutes before we hopped on the show when we was talking about it. I had just watched okay. it when you called so after me. After the after the show you need mm-hmm. to send that video and call them and put the pressure on the police department to hunt this man down and find him because best believe if it was the other way around and it was a black man talking about shoot white babies and shoot white women when you see them, um, that motherfucker would, been, would have been under arrest and Wisconsin would have went into a state of emergency in like 3.5 seconds. So, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like we're talking about on social media, but and I, I saw people commenting that was from the Milwaukee area and they were saying like, we need to report this video and not just talk about how scary and how disgusting this is. Like, we need to report it, for one. And then for two, it's just like, I, I know you, what I said on the comment was, is that he's a bitch ass or something like that. And I basically was just like, that motherfucker talking about that in the middle of the woods, probably in Germantown or, you know, Mequon, Oshkosh, <laughs> some shit like that, where it ain't no niggas at. But ain't nobody there but white child, probably West Dallas. <laughs> right. And, um, like, you saying all this shit, but you ain't did nothing. And, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I don't want you getting out and shooting, mother- and shooting women and shooting babies, but it's just like, that's what the fuck they do. They they get on the fucking Internet and they're trying to scare everyone. And it's just like, we do need to take them serious, but at the same time, we need to be ready. So, like, once a motherfucker steps foot <laughs> on Cherry or or on Galena or Brown or Burleigh, somebody can light his ass the fuck up. Light his ass the fuck up. Because ain't nobody, I mean, it's just like, come to the hood. I, that's really how I feel. Like, come to the hood with that shit. Like, niggas ain't got nothing but time. Like, they really don't. Like, you, mm-hmm. you put some hood niggas on that shit. They not come, they not finna go. Start talking all that shit. Like, they, they, you see that man's on the internet in the middle of the fucking woods. So it's like, I understand you're frustrated. And that is scary. That is terrifying because it is at the same time you are um, doing. I forgot they said about ISIS, but it's like you kind of you are encouraging people through the internet, and that is that's true. Like you can't do that. That is a fact. Like you you can hide somebody up, and a motherfucker's watching. That's watching this shit. Some little ass boy in a, at his house in fucking West Dallas exactly. will get out in the middle of the street and shoot somebody. Maybe not the guy on the video, but it will mm-hmm. hide somebody else up to do the shit. So I do understand exactly. why you're afraid and why that shit is scary. But it's just like. We cannot stand down no more because these motherfuckers are not playing. Like I was saying last week on this show, if it comes down to it, you know, because they were saying KKK was coming to Durham, 
And, um, you know, I live in Durham. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't talk about it on the show, but I guess it was, like, rumors, and, like, North Carolina was somehow alerted that they were going to come. But I think what happened was so I ended up watching because um, they've been really quick to upload, like, documentaries online. So they, they somebody had uploaded, like, a, a clip of what was going on downtown Durham over the weekend. I actually seen, like, some people that I knew. It was kind of funny. But um, niggas is not playing with them. Like, they was like, I'm not here to protest. I'm just ready for them. Like, as soon as I see them. <laughs> and they knew that. And they knew that. And them motherfuckers did not, they did not come to Durham. And that's how I feel. It's just like, I'm not going to get on the streets to protest. I'd rather, I, I, I look at myself as a, as a corporate motherfucker. I want to get in the rooms and I want to change some policies. Like, and I, but I do appreciate the fact that people want to protest. I do understand mm-hmm. why we protest. And that is, we do need protesters. That's just not who I am. Right. But best believe these motherfuckers get in my fucking way, I'm I'm gonna run them the fuck over. <laughs> and I'm not fucking playing. Like if you if come point that shit at me if you want to, bitch. Right. Like, come on now. Like and you can't you cannot stand down, Angelica. Like you cannot be afraid of these bitches. Because they I'm are not even it's not the, so even a, a point of being over. afraid. It's just like and like I said earlier, why am I shocked? I have no idea. But you so fucking bold that you would sit up there and, and somebody's recording you or you have a stand because it was pretty still. You know, the, the record, you know, the video was a still video. It didn't look like somebody's hand was shaky, you know, and stuff like that. But it's just like, and then he went up a little like and turned the camera off. But the audacity of you, and his name is like Jim uh, Swat Teka or some shit like that, you know, on his on Facebook. So I'm like I said to Jen right before the show started. That my mission is, I am really gonna get it popping. Like I'm out of school, not this following, not this week coming up, but the following week. Like my ultimate goal is to get this motherfucker caught. You know, like this shit is crazy. It's awful, and ain't nobody got time for no shit like that. Ain't nobody got time to be looking behind their motherfucking backs because you want to sit up there and talk shit or pretend like you're intimidating people, and like Jen said, that intimidation caused somebody to, you know, immensely get out there and take that as, oh, this is what, I'm a patriot, you know, I need to do this. I'm like, no, bitch, you don't, you don't, no, you yeah. don't, and, and it can happen, so overall, this wasn't even one of the topics, it was just something that we wanted to kind of discuss, and yeah, yeah. I will definitely be, I'm going to actually have that posted up soon um, on our Instagram page, on my Facebook page, and then, you know, sending it to Milwaukee uh, police, tagging police into yeah. the comments area, all of that, so y'all will see that coming quite soon, um, yes. and tagging the bitch nigga in it, too, so right. anyway, I, and also, I just want to say before we do, you know, get on with the show, that we have to start taking this shit. Tom, motherfuckers look at ISIS because mm-hmm. ISIS don't fuck with white people. It's how the world needs to look at these motherfucking white supremacists and KKK yep. because with these white supremacists, they don't fuck with nobody except for heterosexual white men and Christian white men. Now, you can't even be of another religion. Like, they don't fuck with nothing but heterosexual. Why? Why Anglo-Saxon Protestant men? That's it. Like, that's it. They don't fuck yep. with women. They don't fuck with 
LGBTQ. They don't fuck yep. with Jewish people. They don't fuck with minorities of any color. And that's being crazy. How the hell you don't mess with somebody that's white just like you because their religion is different from yours? Because that they fucking is... know. They fucking trailer park trash ass new. Because you have to break them up, fucking Jew, them Jewish people down, and them motherfuckers are still winning. They still winning. And that's how we need to move. Yep. You try this to is overall to pretty insane. It's crazy. They still will buy your ass. And body the mm-hmm. whole entire fucking country, bitch. And you mad about it. Exactly. You fucking mad about it. Just horrible. So anyways, besides that, how was your weekend? Um, over besides that bullshit that I just encountered. My weekend was pretty it was decent. Um, it was nice. Uh got a lot of a lot of stuff done. Finish um, everything as far as you know my cooking and all of that. This morning I did uh, have my cheat meal. It was nice. Went to the Golden Corral. It was crazy. I ate two plates of food and yeah, that was pretty much it. I was so full. I was like, I cannot believe that I cannot eat any more food. Like you know, like how they always say that you always have room for dessert. Like not me. Like, <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. look, I, I got, and I was so happy because. Typically, if you go to a Golden Corral, you know, I'm a little sneaky bitch. You know, I'm a little sneaky. So I try and get to the Golden Corral between uh, 10.30 and, like, 10.45. So I could still pay for the breakfast price, but, you know, stay there long enough to have some of the lunch, too, like the steak and all of that stuff that gets done. And so um, so got there, like, 10.39 this morning. And really, all I ever want when I go to the Golden Corral is typically three things. I want a good egg, um, um, some hash brown, and some um, some grits. And I was so happy because everything was good, hot, like it was just made. And um, So I got all of that and ate the plate up and uh, got a little bit of steak and a crepe. And everything was just really good, so I'm super excited. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, prep my meals for the week and just looking forward to this next week. My supervisor is off all week long. Some of my coworkers won't be there. So it should be a pretty smooth damn week. And then next week, um, I'm off work for like five days in a row. So exciting. <laughs> um, but other than that, weekend was pretty damn dope. How was your weekend, Jen? My weekend was really good. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so I only had to work like, what, Friday? And Friday was like pretty chill. And then, you know, Saturday I went to a wedding. Um, okay. If you all know, like one one of my homegirls, um, I met her through Marcus. Actually, we used to work together back in the day, but um, she went to college real like Marcus. And then, like, a whole group of them I kind of met through um, Marcus, and then her name was Taylor, whatever. Really cool. Um, just black excellence all around. Like, she just um, got her nursing. I think she's been like an RN for like a year now, but she's only like 24, you know. And um, when it was beautiful, you know, good people, I had a good time. Um, and other than that, yeah, got to chop it up with, because uh, Marcus, he obviously came down for the wedding, so I got to chop it up with mm-hmm. him a little bit. And um, that's pretty much it, chilling, being ugly. I took, like, two naps today. Um, oh, my God, dog. I needed a nap so bad today. It was just horrible. Uh, no, that's all I do. Like, um, on my days off, and, like, Chris hates me for it. Like, but if <laughs> I can, if he doesn't, because I you know, I try to be, like, a good boyfriend. So it's kind of like, what? okay, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. So it's just like, just have a list for me. I'm going to do it before you get home. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't got no list, the niggas is about to sit. 
I'm fucking lazy and I'm fucking tired. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. So I'm up, I'm ready for this. Well, good for you. I should have taken a nap my damn self. Nigga, how you take a nap? You be up every weekend. You'll be, well, I see, you be one, you be like Chris, probably just moving. Probably making up shit that you can do. I need to uh, take out the garbage. I need no, to, uh, not at all. You know, it's just, I'm like, in school, so I don't really have time. You know, like I still I got schoolwork to do, the things that I haven't been able to do. And then on top of that, you can't just sit around and take a nap when you got a four year old running around the damn house. Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah. you put him to bed, and once you put that's him to bed, I'm that's like, I... no, what? You glad what? You glad what? Say it, I... nigga. Say it. I... No, no, I said that's why I'm glad I have a dog because I just put him in the cage. <laughs> like when, when I when it's time he take a nap, I'm like I just like, all right, come on, pop up, and he know it too because he just be like he just get real stiff body, like his whole body be like I'm like nigga, just come on and get in this damn cage, like it's not that deep. <laughs> Shit, well we have that. a dog too, so it's just it be a lot, like it's just a lot going on. But like I said, I'm gonna be able to catch up on all my sleep. I promise. All my sleep is going to get caught up very, very good and quickly. Not this week, but the next week. So in the weekend, uh, everything's going to be so lovely. I cannot wait. But anyways, you guys, we done done so much talking. It's really time for us to get into getting these episodes popping because we have quite a few things to talk about. Some ridiculous, some crazy as hell. It's just so much drama, y'all. But make mm-hmm. sure you check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, because we get it popping. And, of course, our blog tag, blog, blog tag, blog cast, you all know what I'm saying, from Blog Talk. And uh, send us those confessions. Confessions the number two, us at gmail.com. Like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Jen, why don't you hit them with our daily question, confession question? Of course. Uh, daily confession question of the day. That was just like a double entendre. I don't fucking know. How do you handle <laughs> messy issues when it comes down to family? Again, confession question of the day. How do you handle messy issues when it comes down to family? And let's get into those hot, steamy, juicy, spicy. Master <laughs> <laughs> uh, B, he recently was on The Breakfast Club. He, he talked about his relationship with Kodak Black. Um, he said that he saw potential in Kodak, and he offered his help through, like, mentorship or whatever. Um, he said he noticed Kodak, through mentoring him, he said he noticed that Kodak had people in his circle who may not have been the best for his benefit, and that Kodak is not even familiar with his contract. Um, Kodak didn't even have the contract on his thing, like, he, he couldn't even reach it. And he said, because uh, I guess, Master P had asked to look over his contract to make sure everything was, like, mm-hmm. seeing where his finance was going because he was telling him. Because, obviously, Master P's worth, like, $300 million. So he was just like, you have to know, like, where your money is going. You have to watch everything. You know what I'm saying? And um, and so, yeah, he asked to look over his contract. Kodak didn't even have the contract. He was saying, like, some, one of his, I don't know if it was, like, his lawyer or his agent, some, some new person that's been around him for, like, a year had the contract, and then the guy said he was not comfortable showing it to Master P. Um, and then he said from there, that kind of started, like, some strife between the two. Um, and Master P also said that he won't mentor anybody else for free. Um, and Kodak Black responded, and he said that um, that he's not being used. He does trust people that he's around. And why is Master P worried about seeing his contract anyways? Well, yeah, that pretty much was it. Well, 
in my opinion, I feel like Kodak Black is an idiot. You know, he's a young dummy. Um, you shouldn't be sitting up there. If he's trying to mentor you, you know, you should yeah. be trying to get, you know, get that advice. Clearly, if he's looking over your contract, it's not like he can edit or, or crop some shit out or put things in place. Only thing he can do is educate you and tell you, you know, what's going on with the contract, what's happening, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and let you know what benefits and what pros and cons are going to take place throughout this contract period now. The only reason I can think of Kodak Black not wanting Master P to see the contract is because Kodak Black probably know that he gets played the fuck out. You know, mm-hmm. also, I did hear that interview on a breakfast club. I listened to it the morning uh, going to work, and I heard Kodak, I mean, I heard a masterpiece saying something um, like Kodak Black, um, you know, if he wanted him to mentor him, that was cool, but I don't know if, like, Kodak Black got some, like, debt that he's working through or some money issues, but he was just like, you know, when it comes down to that, like, I'm not helping nobody out get, get out of here, no. you know. So what? It's not that he doesn't owe him anything. He was just saying that he, because he saw the potential in Kodak Black, he was being like a mentor, like you know, because like with me, I have a mentor. It's just what me too, what a me mentor too. is. It's like when you see somebody with a lot of potential and they're a lot younger, younger than you, you want to show them like, okay, nigga, you can be better than who I am, you know. But these are what you, because you're here right now. This is what you can do. And um, but he realized Kodak wasn't listening, you know. Mm-hmm. And Master P is not. You know what I'm saying? Some bum, you know, some shoulda, woulda, coulda. Like, the nigga has a lot of fucking money. He owns the rights to fucking every fucking thing. Like, he's low key mm-hmm. getting money. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he saw somebody that can be just as great as he is. So that's why he offered help. And he's just like, well, now since, I mean, this this nigga trying to listen, like, it, it was too much stress. Like, I'm putting money to something. He was talking about, like, he had some sort of tour drive or whatever. And um, Kodak said that he wanted Jan Sports backpacks. He wants to give away like a couple thousand Jam Sports backpacks. So Master P was like, I can't find under this amount of money. And the guy that's on his team was like, I found it for this amount, but it's not Jam Sports. So it was like they were trying to make Master P like he was crazy, but he was like, nigga, you asked for this specific brand. And I bought exactly. this specific brand and I paid the money. All I and he was like, I paid the majority of it. All I'm asking for, like, I paid 30000 All I'm saying, nigga, give me 10000 Since this is about to be your toy drive, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to look out. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't need to do shit like this. Support publicity. You know what I'm saying? And, exactly. Um, but, I mean, he wasn't trying to listen. But point, point of the matter is, he, all he was saying is, even no matter what, even if he does see the potential, like, he's not going to be so willing to help people that he doesn't really know and go out of his way because he was saying that it caused him more stress in his life. And I can understand that. And it was funny because Angela Yee said she had reached out to someone uh, um, with a similar situation. She looked like it was a woman that, you know, that she aspired to be like, and the woman was going to charge her like a hundred thousand dollars. She are like, she had said it on the show, like she was going to charge her just for mentorship. So, I mean, I can understand why. Like, even if you are being somebody's mentor and it's supposed to be, like, tea sort of thing and you're, you know, paying your debt to society, but still, all that headache is not worth it. It don't come with a paycheck, too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But sometimes that's what it is. Like, at the end of the day, you have to realize, 
You know what I'm saying? Who who's really listening and who's not? You can't force nobody mm-hmm. to listen to you, especially when they're not ready to listen to you. Only thing that you can do is give that good word, get that advice. When you hear that that, that person isn't listening, they ain't trying to learn, they ain't trying to do shit. Keep that shit moving, cause it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it. I have a mentor as well, and she has taught me so much, and I've learned so much from her, and I'm still learning a lot from her. So I feel like a mentor is somebody who you can learn from when you want to learn from them. You take that information, you put it in your back pocket, and you continue to learn the positive things that they're talking to you about and that they're telling you about. But don't also, another thing I've learned, you know, is don't only go by somebody's word. Look that shit up yourself. You know what I'm saying? When you don't believe some of the things that you may be hearing, look it up. Find out what the real mm-hmm. is. And then also, because, you know, you can't just always take somebody's word. Everybody's not always 100% correct. So look that shit up. Understand what they're trying to say or what you feel like they're trying to say. And then, you know, put it in your own words or apply it to your everyday life. And then you understand what being a mentor is about. And maybe you could be a mentor to somebody. Kodak Black clearly mm-hmm. isn't ready. Um Mary J. Blige, she files for divorce. She files the divorce documents revealing that she earns $326,000 a month. But old Uncle Sam, $6.5 million, and has two homes listed as unrentable after she was ordered to pay $30,000 in spousal support. So the deal is the documents obtained by DailyMail.com revealed that Mary J. Blige, she earns a lot of money. 326000 a month with royalties of income from her production company. The singer also reported a change in income due to a large reduction in her royalties over the past year. She also made a note that her unpaid back taxes, of her unpaid back taxes that add up to $6.5 million from the year 2008 through 2016. And she filed for the divorce from her estranged husband, Martin Kendu Isaac, in July 2016. If you all remember, we talked about that last year citing the pretty much that they had some differences that were not, you know, reconcilable. Um, Isaac, mm-hmm. he reported to have a monthly, he's reported to have a monthly income of $43,977. Bitch, how he got $43,000 coming in a month? But anyways, and he found a Uh-huh. Right. From exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's, um, and like I said, he also filed for spousal support. And we all know this because we talked about it in the past before. But um, but he 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 filed an income and expense declaration um in Los Angeles Court on or excuse me, um Mary J. Blige, she filed an expense declaration in Los Angeles Court on August eighth after she was given a temporary order to pay him the thirty thousand dollars a month. The expense report um records show that she currently pays fourteen thousand dollars a month for her Los Angeles rental and two thousand three hundred and forty dollars a month for her two Mercedes Benz that she has. Um her monthly expense also go includes mortgage, interest insurance and real estate taxes for the three homes across New York and New Jersey. And in 2015, Mary J. Blige put her eight bedroom, 10 bathroom, Saudi or Saddle River, New Jersey mansion up for sale, but it remains on the market. It was listed as unrentable along with her property and um, Crestgill, which has been boarded up by the city and it is, and it is in a state of despair. 
Okay, Mary J. Blige, how does she have some issues going on? I don't understand why she pays fourteen thousand yeah. dollars for rent, and she sounds a little bit like a Black China, but the bitch has been around for a long time. <laughs> Nigga, it's so. funny because that's what I, I was thinking the same damn thing. Like, <laughs> this is like, so like, right? These bitches. And you know, here. it's funny because I, yeah, I'm a weirdo. You know, I'm, I'm like you, uh, Miss Angel Andrina. Even though, because you're an accountant, so I understand. Because let me tell y'all something. Angelica, she likes to count niggas' money. I don't know. If, I'm, I'm sure she, because she talked about it, like, she would just ask, like, your income that she had calculated. She'd be like, okay, well, she do this, blah, blah. But, like, she's a, <laughs> she's an accountant major, so you can understand it. But I'm, like, the same way. Like, because I, for some reason, I always, of course, I aspire to be, like, wealthy. But I just always wanted to figure out, like, what is the best way I can go about doing certain things once I reach this amount. And so I have a habit of Googling people of influence, like their net worth. And mm-hmm. one day I Googled her, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, she's worth, like, $10 million. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, no, give, don't give me wrong, $15 million is a lot of fucking money. But I'm like, she's married to bride's like. And she's only worth fifteen million. Mary J. Blige is a legend. Like she should be worth like two hundred million at least. Like, and she's you know been saying? around for decades before we was even born down there. Like she is the queen. Like they call her the queen of hip hop soul. Like so I'm just I just knew she was worth like a hundred fifty, two hundred million. And when I seen that I was just like, Okay. So what is she doing with her money? So I mean, obviously and we saw through this, you know, the whole divorce thing, she has been living out of her means. Mhm. But this just goes to show you what we were talking about, like, just a second ago, we call that black. You have to pay attention to the people that are around you. You have to pay attention to your money. Because shit adds the fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. motherfuckers, you're giving a motherfucker a thousand here, and you're paying somebody's rent, or you, you know what I'm saying, you're doing this, and you're looking out for this. Every time y'all go out to eat, you paying the tab for 20 motherfuckers. That shit adds a fuck up. And like you said, she's making $320,000 in residual, residuals, which is not nothing to fucking sneeze at. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. $20,000 is a lot of fucking money for not doing anything. Exactly. But a return on investment. But it's just like, if you have a crazy-ass lifestyle, that's going take a huge chunk out of it. So... Mm-hmm. All we can do is, is pray for Miss Miss Blige and um, hope that she gets her finances in order, you know, and starts paying attention and starts, you know, and, and at least get an accountant who who will be able to explain everything to her, you know, and and be able to. Because I feel like a lot of times these celebrities they don't even have access to their accounts. Like I feel like they just pay somebody, you know, and that person once a month I send them a link to what everything's looking like, and that's it. You know, okay. But you got to look like you have to pay the fucking attention. How did you feel? Yeah, I'm thinking, bitch, you make how much money a month? I'm doing the calculations. Okay, you make 326000 a month. You make 14000 for that. Okay, even if you did have to pay the nigga $30,000 a month, you still got $250,000. What you need to do is start paying somebody that $6.5 million. Okay, but if you put $100,000 to the side, like, you got, you got more than the yeah. money to do all this. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing? What even with the Mercedes Benzes and like girl, like stop, stop playing. But once again, but you we don't know. Twenty thousand is it 
But is it well? It is passive income, so I mean, she will only be getting like fifteen fifteen percent tax out of it. So that's still not a lot, you know. So yes, you, you're right. She could be start paying a huge chunk down on the six point five million. Absolutely. But six point five million dollars. Oh my god, in debt! Like you hear about these celebrities? In the that's life. just dumb though, too. Because let me tell you, one hundred forty thousand, one point five million, but six million. That means you ain't paid attention since, like, 2005. Like, you just ain't getting put. 2008, from 2008. No, the bitch, she wasn't paying attention between 2008 and up until last year, okay? Up until (laughs) last year, okay? This shit is horrible. But let me tell you why it's so bad. Mary J. Blige, I feel like she's not a dumb bitch. I feel like she knows better. I feel like, you know, she may have not been as educated when she was a little bit younger. But I feel like over the years, that's just kind of something that, typically comes natural because you start hanging around a different crowd. You start trying to be of elegance and you try and group yourself with people who are, uh, you know, some type of knowledge and stuff like that. You know, like Maxine mm-hmm. Waters. If I ever had an opportunity, that's the type of motherfucker I'd Excuse me, Miss Maxine, but that's who I will be trying to associate myself with. People who are of black excellence, you know, so I feel like with Mary J. Blige, you know better. You know when you get this money. And typically with these artists, they are supposed to take the taxes out themselves. So I'm feeling like she got this check and she never went and got her state and federal taxes taken out. And, you know, it's just like, what are you doing? She just went like, bitch, I got this money. I pay it with the next check. And then she, the next check came and she, okay, I, I, if I get this money, I can buy this house. And I'll, I'm not going to worry about that right now. I'll pay it with the next check. And the next check come, okay, let me get these two business. Oh, I got me a man now. Let me spend all my money on him. And then the next check came and then it just kept adding up and elevating and elevating and elevating. And now she's up to $6.5 million. And to me, that makes no sense. You know, I know that how I personally learned about, you know, taxes and all of that stuff is when my husband and mom passed away, um, you know, and we got, uh, obviously, you know, you have um, money from, you know, the death that you pay on with life insurance. And um, and so, you know, we got the uh, the federal taken out, but we weren't, and we checked the box and everything like that. We didn't see anything down there for state. We didn't even realize that you're supposed to have state tax. We didn't know about any of that shit. We were so young, you know what I'm saying, like in our early 20s. And so, like, you know, we then, like, two years down the line, it's like, oh, you guys, oh, you know, this amount of money. And it's like, wait, so what? We paid this. Like, no, you paid this tax. You didn't pay this tax. And it's like, Oh, well, we didn't know. What can we get on the payment plan? You know what I'm saying? This is how normal people handle this situation. Bitch, you're rich, okay? You fucking well know better. If you ain't know about a first and second check, bitch, you knew about a third check. So pay that money. And they taking money from us, the citizens. We're a notch one. <laughs> no, but that's the real shit. That's the real shit, though. She should know better. She definitely knows better. She knows that this money needs to be taken out. I'm sure that it's in her contract. Um, she probably didn't read it till like the third or fourth check came, you know, like, damn, I'm supposed to be taking all this money out. But, you know, people, they just so money hungry. That's all they really worried about. But at the end of the day, Mary J. Blige, she needs to go ahead, pay that money. And then it's, you know, it's like so much also, this shit what? probably would have never came out in the public eye had her and Kendu not got divorced. It probably could have got up to $13, 14000000 million that she owed in back taxes if those two were still together for another three or four years. You know what I'm saying? And it looks yeah. like from the time that they were together, that, that eight-year period, that is the only time she didn't pay taxes because she paid prior to. 
So that kind of makes me like, hmm, what's really going on? You know, like right. that's just that's an interesting situation. I would <laughs> never want to be in a situation like that. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, social media sleuths have identified a Marietta resident as one of the men who attacked a counter-protester in Charlottesville last weekend. Um, Ramos, who has ties to a Georgia-based uh, militia, was identified by Twitter activists after photos of a man who bears his resemblance is shown beating a man in the parking garage. Ramos was believed to be the man in the white tank wearing red shoes and a hat. Um, Ramos recorded an hour-long profanity Lake Facebook Live video shortly after the attack. He never gives his name, nor does he give his location. However, he does admit to being in Charlottesville. I really need people to know that the KKK did not start the fight, Ramos said in the video. Ramos has since deleted his social media accounts, um, though the video has since been shared on YouTube. In the video uploaded to YouTube, Ramos never admits to being the man in the photos, but does say he acts in self-defense. Law enforcement stood by and watched people hurt each other and did nothing, Ramos said. Public records show Ramos' last known address is North of Marietta. At one point in the video, Ramos sculpts. One of the viewers says he lives in Marietta. Um, and he said, Marietta, she thinks I live in Marietta. Uh, the man in the video also claims to have been born in the Bronx and lived in Florida. Public records confirm Ramos has had previous addresses in these locations. Uh, Ramos has had at least three run-ins with Cobb County Police in the past. Sergeant Dana Pierce said the agency's intelligence unit has been aware of Ramos since the protest. He added, police do not believe Ramos is currently in Cobb County. It's not clear if Ramos will face charges in the case. Local authorities in Georgia cannot bring charges since the incidents happened in Virginia, and the Cobb County uh, Magistrate's Office has not received any warrants from FBI or Virginia officials. Uh, one of the Facebook Live viewers asked Ramos why he recorded the video, and he said, uh, I want people to ask about Charlottesville. Ramos says he isn't racist. He added that he is of Puerto Rican descent. I didn't realize the Nazi protesters were racist until they started chanting, Ramos said in the video. So while he's in the thing trying to, you know, fight, be, be an attacker, these motherfuckers probably was behind him trying to knock him the fuck out like Mexican, you know, trying to beat his ass, not even realizing that they was on the same team because they're white supremacists. They don't care about you, and they damn sure don't give a fuck if you pretend to be one of them because still, in their eyes, you're not, okay? They will still lay you the fuck out. So just know at the end of the day who you need to stick with. Don't be, you guys, don't be a Alex Ramos, Ramos, ramen noodles. Don't be him, okay? Because he is clearly a Puerto Rican fool. All right, that's all I have to say about his dumb ass. Just a crazy, I was defending myself. Defending yourself from who? You should have been defending yourself from the supremacists that were sitting up there attacking these people and killed Heather. What are you saying? What is your point? You got me feeling like Gucci Man over here. Shut your ass up. Anyway. <laughs> I agree. Uh, he definitely is gross. Um, and I cannot. <laughs> I'm gross. I cannot. You cannot. Nappy-headed motherfuckers like this. He's sitting there all so glory. And he probably still check Caucasian when the census come out <laughs> every two years. Anytime he applies for a job. Like, nigga, you are not white just because you are fucking light-skinned. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. clearly. You you looking like fucking, um, what's the dude from, 
from the boondocks, looking like Uncle Ruckus, like. Uncle Ruckus. I cannot. Uncle Ruckus. So, so gross. And I really, I cannot stand Hispanics like this. Like, because there are a lot, like, he's not the only one. There are a lot of Hispanics who truly believe that they are white. And don't get me wrong, because being Hispanic and Latino, like, it. It is not necessarily an ethnicity. It is. I mean, it's not necessarily a race. It's more of an ethnicity. But there are a lot of people who are of indigenous and African roots who do have some Caucasian in them, like we all do. We're all fucking exactly. Exactly. Like that's what fucking happened. Um, There are not like like, but they're not white. Like you know what I'm saying. But they really do believe because they are of lighter skin that they are white, and they try to prove this. I remember I used to, I used to know someone who was, uh, I'm not going to say her race because she was to the show. She's going to know what I'm talking about her. But she clearly was a Hispanic <laughs> woman. And she used to always say she was white. Like, she used to always say she was white. And I was just like, 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 her like, girl, no, you're not. Like, you're not white. Like, Did she say you, you're not white. I'm sure she says it now. I mean, I haven't seen it in, like, a long time. But I'm sure she does. Just be like, yeah, because I'm white, you know, blah blah. Like, and I, and people will be like, yeah, but like, what? They look at what she said, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, who told you that? <laughs> like, you're not white. Like, I mean, and it's there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being who you are. Like, you know, and I know with like a lot of Hispanic people, like they look at like Spain as the motherland, but Spain is a small percentage. You have to look at your other. You know, your Native American ancestry, you have to look at your African ancestry. Like, I mean, it's one that comes to, don't get me wrong, there are some who are very white, but, I mean, it's clear. And they can trace their roots back to Spain. They are probably first or second generation wherever they're at. Like, when we were in Costa Rica, and, um, but when he said it, it, I kind of rolled my eyes, though, because we were in Costa Rica, and he was like, his, um, he was like his grandparents are from Spain because a lot of people, a lot of Hispanic people say shit like that because they want to like prove like their whiteness. So I just kind of like roll my eyes like, okay, nigga, whatever. Like, you know, but I mean, but me, I'm so damn dumb. He clearly was like a white man with blue eyes. Like, you know what I'm saying? And blonde hair, or not blonde hair, but like a darker hair texture. So I was like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But it's just like, you see something that be looking like, come on, like Alex Ramos with the fro and their fucking thing talking about they white, like, and it's just like, what was all point? Even if you didn't know they were racist, like, come on. Do you think if they find out, yo, yo, dumbass is Puerto Rican, they would be okay with you walking with them? Right. Like, I'm sure you don't even say your full name. My name is Michael, Alex Michael Rainey. Like, he takes the all the vowels out, nigga. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and, yeah, that reminds me of the black, that reminds me of the black, the black dude who, who, clearly was black and you know he we talked about him on the show the news reporter or whatever the hell and, and oh yeah he, like that's just stupid talking about both his parents was white I'm just like okay. yeah it's like well, but you're somebody not somebody lied your, your daddy cheating on I mean your, your mama got your mama cheating on your daddy <laughs> like and I'm sure your daddy knows the fuck better and it was just like we're just in the that's yeah, like we're gonna agree to raise him at some, but right, exactly. It's not a situation because he came from a whole Puerto Rican ass family, <laughs> <laughs> probably loud and ghetto as fuck, and still somehow decided he wants to be white. Like, mm-hmm. it's worse. You worse. 
right. Chafico, or what's his name? Chafico, he ain't had no chance, honey, because he's around all these Italians, nigga. He's around Rican acting like this. Come on now. Right. Like, let's be for real. My dumbass, I hit somebody was sit up and be like, yeah, because you know I'm from Spain, and I would have been like, what is, what is that? What do you mean? Right. Like, what, so, motherfucker, I'm from motherfucking Milwaukee, bitch. Fuck you mean? <laughs> like that makes no. Oh, why are you telling me oh, what? No, I will do that real quick. Like you, you have something. They'd be like, "Yeah, my grandmother, she's from Spain. Uh, she's so? actually from Madrid." And I'm like, so? "Why the fuck you lying? Like you lying? Like, Come on, let's role play. Say it to me. You been, say it to me. Your grandmother is from Dominican Republic. And you don't have no. <laughs> Bitch, your grandma is from Africa. Right. Okay. I see the nappy nap all in the back of the head. Right. I see the BDBs. Don't even go Girl. there. Like they all underneath the armpits and a little bit on your chest. Girl, cut it out. So, um, Tiffany, now is her last name Haddish Jen? Yes, Haddish, yes. Okay. So Tiffany Haddish, she jokes about the time that Jada Pickett Smith called her out for wearing a fake designer bag. In a clip her of her new Showtime comedy special, she ready from the hood to Hollywood, posted on E! News, Tiffany jokes about the time she had a wardrobe malfunction involving a fake designer bag in front of Jada Pickett Smith. She was like, I had a bag on, we was talking and stuff, and we were laughing. I leaned back and laughed, and the little lock on my bag, the little Michael Kors lock, just melted and hit the ground. Then Jada um, and Jada and Queen Latifah was like, what the fuck? And Jada goes, um, Tiffany, what kind of bag is that? Tiffany continues, girl, this is a Martin Luther King bag. Free at last, free at last. She told Jada Pickett-Smith, well, until I can afford the real shit, I want to be rocking the fake shit. And I ain't got no problem with that. So overall, Jada Pickett-Smith and Queen Latifah, they kind of gave her like the full rundown of the designers designers and you know all of that kind of stuff that she's going to have to get accustomed to you know as she rides as a celebrity so the, i remember the first time i seen tiffany haddish was in the movie um what is it um uh, keanu and that's still one of my favorite movies to today i love that movie Jen, have you had the opportunity to see it i've not seen keanu i mean my first time seeing tiffany haddish i seen her in um it was a movie with uh ice cube and Ice Cube and Mike Epps. It was it was like Yankee Promoter. She played Yankee Promoter like as like his maid or whatever with her crazy ass, and I was dying like the whole time. But she's like that's why you need that's why you need to watch Keanu. I'm telling you, you will be dying. Like it is so funny. Oh, is that it? Is that <laughs> no, but I love Tiffany Haddish. Like, I really do love her ghetto ass. Like, I think she's so dope and she's so pretty. And you know, she has like the most. She reminds me of like my my little sister, uh, Constance, because she has like the. But her, uh, Constance, yeah, but Constance mold doesn't protrude like like her yeah. does. But it's more so like a beauty mark. But because I mean, Tiffany Haddish mold is real. Like Constance, it's it's not really noticeable like that. But um, they are bad people, like, for <laughs> ribbing their girls for wearing a fake-ass bag, like, I'm right. But I, but I think it's dope that she kept it real. But at the same time, yeah, it's yeah. just like, why would you feel the need to wear a fake-ass right. bag around rich people? Like, I definitely feel like you could tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're around enough, I mean, if you are that rich, you're a fucking Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith and Regina Hall 
Like, I'm sure they've been around enough designers to look at some shit and be like, yeah, no, that's not. Like, this is, that's not Michael Kors. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at shit now, and I've never bought anything designer in my life. I, I mean, my boyfriend, my boyfriend has bought me designer shit before, but I have never, like, paid out of my pocket for designer anything. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, but I can still look at some shit and be like, that's clearly not, not real, like, clearly. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. How do you feel? Do you wear fake shit? Well, no, not anymore. Well, I guess my, my Apple Watch, the band around my Apple Watch isn't real. Um, my ring, it, it though, is real silver. The the diamonds are like, um, what is it called? Cubic Verona? Oh, well, I'm actually, Virginia. yeah, yeah, that those. But um, I'm actually been searching for rings today and stuff like that. That was one of the things that we did today. So I am in the market. You, know, you, know, you can get. You can get um not to cut you off, but you can get man made diamonds. So they basically test like they they will show up as like real, like a jeweler would would think that they real, and they're a lot cheaper than actually getting real diamonds. And I think a lot of times what's hard with with diamonds is like finding because you have to find like the history to make sure they're not like conflict. Because a lot of these well, we were gonna go to like like Kay's jeweler. We're just gonna go to Kay's and just (laughs) exactly. I feel like they probably got blood diamonds like hell. But um, for real, it's beautiful. I've seen, I've seen. I, I we went there today, and it was six thousand dollar rings. I said, "Oh Lord, I'll be back." Um, <laughs> I'm not ready for this yet, girl. Let me save up a little bit more. Shit, this is crazy. But, <laughs> but um, but I have obviously worn fake, you know, things before. Like I remember. Um, I remember back in the day, my husband, he used to, he used to buy these fake-ass Ray-Bans, okay, from, like, the store and stuff like that, and uh, it was, I don't know, he probably was, like, I don't fucking know, like, 18, 19 years old, he used to say, wear these fake-ass Ray-Bans, and then once he got older and got some money, he got these, like, itty-bitty, tiny Ray-Bans, like, that was on his eyes, and they were, like, a hundred-some dollars, and now he has, like, 15 pairs of Ray-Bans, all real, you know, he just loves Ray-Bans and stuff, but it's so funny, because, but overall, the more money you get, the more, you know, you do, like, different styles and stuff, and with me, I still have certain glasses, I won't say, like, they're, like, I'm, like, trying to stun or pretend like they're real, you know, but I have glasses that are not, that I've gotten you know, at a cheaper store, but I also have glasses that I bought in Vegas that are Versace. You know, I barely ever even wear my Versace glasses because I'm like, you know, I like the other ones better. And that's just who I am. It's not, it's never been about real or fake to me. It's always about what I'm comfortable with. And I feel like in Tiffany Haddish, her situation, she had this Michael Kors purse, probably had it for a while. I'm the type of woman, I like to change my purse up once every couple months. I have real purses. I have Louis Vuitton purses. I have fake purses, not like name brand purses that are fake, but I have like, well, I guess they're name brand. I guess they are real name brand, but you know, they're not like, mm-hmm. like high, high fashion. You know what I'm saying? Cause I get them from a store. This is the name brand of the purse. You know, it said it was a hundred some dollars, but you know, I got it on sale for 50 bucks. You know what I'm saying? So in that mm-hmm. case, in her situation, I just feel like she was just wearing the bag. She, she, she got all her, she's a woman. She had all her stuff with her. I don't think that she was just like, trying to sound like, yes, bitch, this is a Michael Kors bag. You know, I think she was just wearing a bag like she normally would. Got her 
phone and all of that shit up in there like she like a woman would and she's a lot broke she probably had that motherfucker for oh wow you know and this is what happened and she kind of got embarrassed a little bit because she's in front of jada pickett smith and queen latifah you know two queens you know what i'm saying so it's just like yikes but shit like i like you said i'm shit i was like girl this motherfucker old and it's not real so until I can get to y'all kind of money, shit, I'ma still be rocking the big shit. You got me fucked up. I fuck with her for not trying to live outside of her means and trying mm-hmm. to keep up because you hear about that all the time. Like motherfuckers when they get a new set of friends that you know, like uh, what Monique said when she said she had dinner with uh, with Vivica Fox back in the day, and she like you gotta make sure you, you fuck some bitches that can that can sit with you. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like when you get, I know some bitches, when they deal with people like that, even though they can't afford to technically, quote, unquote, sit with them, they still live their life. I'm glad that she's still like, no, I'm not he's there yet. Right. <laughs> like, no, I'm not there yet. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to stand in the back of my fake bag. But it's not a moment, you know, some Aldo with an Aldo accessory or Target, right. you know. Right. They got some cute stuff. Yeah. Like, so you got to. Right. If you if you small and I mean not even small, but if you know how to rock the shit, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to have on, you know, thirty thousand dollar this and, and ten thousand that and uh, a pair of shoes that are, you know, sixty, you know, seventy thousand dollars or whatever like that. You know, I'm being obviously dramatic. But yeah, if you can just, you know, get something that's decent and you look right in it, why not? You don't have to spend a whole lot of money to look nice. Like what what are you doing? Like like you mm-hmm. said, you need to, especially as African Americans, we need to continue to invest. So that would just be stupid anyway. Jay Z spoke out about his uh, feud with Kanye West in a new interview, insisting that the lyrics from his new album, 444, are not a diss, but admitted that there is still bad blood between them after the rapper took aim at Jay Z and white fiance during a concert last year. Um, the music mogul, who's 47 years old, was asked by Rap Radar podcast host Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Doc Miller about his song Kill Jay-Z, which features the lyrics, I know people backstab you, I feel bad too, but this fuck everybody attitude ain't natural. But you ain't the same, this ain't kumbaya, but you got hurt because you did kumbaya. You gave him 20 million without blinking, he gave you 20 minutes on stage, fuck what you thinking. Fuck wrong with everybody is what you're saying, but if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane. It's not even about a Kanye diss, Jay-Z insisted. It's not a diss. I'm talking to myself the whole time. But the title founder admitted that some of West comments directed at Beyonce didn't sit well with him. Uh, he referenced West went at a concert in California last year in which the Bay rapper slammed Jay-Z. His wife had commented that their kids never played together. The outburst came shortly before West was hospitalized and canceled the rest of his St. Pablo tour. Now, the whole point is, you got hurt because this person was talking about you on a stage, Jay-Z said. But what really hurt me was, you can't bring my kid or my wife into it. Kanye's my little brother. He talked about me a hundred times. He made a song called Big Brother. We've gotten past bigger issues. But you brought my family, and he knows it's a problem. The 99 Problems rapper added that Wes knows that he crossed the line. I know he knows because we've never let this much space go between one of our disagreements, and we've had many because that's who we are. That's what I like about him. He's an honest person. He's open, and he'll say things, and he's wrong a lot of times, and he'll confront it. But that's it. Yeah, um, 
It sucks when you are in a situation where you feel as if, you know, these individuals or somebody you cool with, you know, but this is the type of shit that happens. And Kanye West, he was in a bad situation at that time. They both petty as fuck. Kanye West, he definitely shouldn't have brought um, Jay-Z family into it. And Jay-Z shouldn't be sending a family making a rap about Kanye West. Overall, they both seem like they miss each other. So, and I've never even really seen men react this way unless, you know what I'm saying, they, I don't know, it's just I've never really seen men. Because men are the type of people, they're not like women. They don't really hold grudges. So for a kind of way to sit up there and be holding this grudge like that, that just lets me know. I feel like it's an even deeper issue than what the two are talking about in public. So, but also, I just, I, just, I don't know. Um this situation is just all bad. I just need them both to stop playing, get back to making that good ass music because I'm ready to hear some shit from both of them. I don't and, and right. Jay Z, you know, because he up there, he made that rap, I mean, that song, that remix, and they had the talking about how he, she know Beyonce all that bullshit. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, get some real shit, put that shit together, and let's get it popped because. This is a crazy situation, and I'm sure Kanye, he's ready to work, but he's his head is too damn big to go and talk to Jay-Z about it, and Kim, she's not a real woman, so she's not up in his ear. She's not a real woman because mm-hmm. she's up there and supports racism, um, right. but, <laughs> but um, she she's not in his ear like, babe, just be a man and go fucking talk to him. You know, do what you gotta do to, to get it popping. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would tell my husband. Like, nah, nigga, we need to make this money. Go do what the fuck you need to do. Talk to Jay. Let's get it popping. Let's get the kids together. Let me make some cookies. You know what I'm saying? But instead, they both want to act like rams and be big-headed. So what are you going to do? And, and it's just, this is unnecessary. You brought my kids into it. Like, shut up. Like, it wasn't my family. Yeah. Like, come on. It's not even a big deal. Like, that's the why y'all are mad about some petty-ass shit. I could see it. You know, one of y'all fucked the other's wife or some shit like that. Like, y'all both should be happy. You got a family. You got kids. You're getting old. Be happy. You're rich. Live your life. <laughs> Live your fucking life. That's all I Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel about it? I, I agree with Jay-Z. I think Kanye getting on stage, it was very disrespectful. I mean, we talked about it on the show. It was yep, it like, was. Mm-hmm. Nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> um, And I understand his whole stance behind it. It's just like, you can be mad at me. You can have your issues with me, but don't come for my family because they didn't do nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna come for my for my loved ones because of or attack my loved ones because you're upset with me about whatever. Um, and I do remember back in the day because I've always been a huge fan of Kanye West with um I forget which, which album it was. It was the third one, but he had that song Big Brother. Um, and it was like to me, I always felt like it was like a uh, a diss. To Jay Z, but at the same time, it was like from a brother's perspective, like a like a jealous little brother. It was just like I wish I could be you, but at the same time, nigga, I feel like you hate on me. You like, you know, what I'm saying type shit. Um, but as far as with this rant, it's just yeah. some things you gotta keep family. Like family mm-hmm. is family. Like I, you know, I fell out with my with my very best friends. I know we've had our, me and Angel. Like, we've had our issues in the past and. Okay. Nigga, a long time ago, to, it was a long uh, time ago. Okay. Oh, this, no, this was like damn near ten years ago. But like, we wasn't running to the social media to fall the fuck out. The same no, thing with like Marcus. When we had our issues, it's just like some things you just have to like keep on the. Especially because to me, I would take it as even if 
you know, and I, I feel like if somebody is your very best friend or somebody that you look at as his family, like you should be able to get past anything. Yeah. But to me, it's just like how you handle those arguments. I kind of look at it as a breakup because essentially it is somebody that has been a part of your life for so long. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. it's a big deal. So it's just it like is. if me and Angel fell out, it's just like. And and I think she talking about it on social media. That shit will hurt my feelings. So I'm like, well, yeah. I've known you for since we were 16. Yeah. Like, why the fuck be? Will you go on the internet to talk about how you feel about me? Well, you can just call me to tell me that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know what I'm saying? And that's it's true. Just like, I, I don't I don't understand the whole situation about that behind that. So I can see why Jay-Z's mad, but you're right. They do need to talk it out. But at the same time, I don't know if it would ever be the same. I don't. I don't know if they would ever be like look at each other and be like, yeah, we're very best friends. But at the same time, they clearly love each other, and they do miss each other. Like that's clear. Like you know, what I'm saying? That, but they need to work towards something. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of sucks about it too. It depends on exactly how it was said and what how it was went about. Like you know. If you sitting up there and you're trying to be on social media and you saying some shit and you're trying to embarrass somebody else that you have mm-hmm. known for a long time that you know they will want this type of information being stated out loud and you're just doing whatever the hell you got to do to try and get some type of attention, then obviously you're going to fuck up, you know what I'm saying, some shit, you know what I'm saying, you're going to burn some bridges. And yeah, your relationship may be you may fuck it up. You can really mess some shit up by that. And my mm-hmm. folks really won't want to tell you their business, especially the bad business, you know, anything negative happening with them because they have fear. Anytime something goes wrong, you're going to put them on blast on social run media. To, run to the internet, yeah. Exactly. And I can't and stand, could, we talk about show, I can't stand them bitches. Like, you want to run <laughs> to the internet about everything. Nigga, call me. If you, yep. if you have so much of a problem, nigga, you, and I'm your brother, pull up at my house, and we need mm-hmm. to have a damn conversation. We need to fight. That's what the fuck we need to do and get past this shit. But, nigga, don't <laughs> be getting no fucking Facebook. Yep. Mm-hmm. About some bullshit. Like, no. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. That can really ruin some shit. It can ruin your friendship, your relationship, anything. Especially, like you said, when it's somebody that's considered family. And even, like you said, with me and you, if me and you, we was to be in a situation like that, you know, like you said, I've known you since I was 16. I'm about to be 27 years old in just a couple months. You know what I'm saying? I've known you just, like, as long as I know my husband, you know, damn near. So, you know, it would be a real crazy at longer, actually. It would be just a, actually, yeah, I've known you longer than 16. I think I've known you since I was, like, 15, you know? So, um, but it would be a real bad situation to be in if I was seeing you on social media, but... You know me. I'm not no coward. I'm not about to hide behind no funnel. I'm going to contact your ass like, bitch, what you had to say? Oh, you mad because I'm calling you a bitch now? You mad? You mad? You know, we're going to get real ugly on the phone. We're get real ugly and ghetto real quick. You know, to <laughs> be real little reckless, but we going to work through it. We have in the past. I've actually seen Jen so mad before. It has been hilarious. You know, not at me, but I've seen a really, really fucking pissed off before. And I just cracked up. I was laughing, like, oh, my God, John is mad, you know. <laughs> you know, but I think that me and Jimmy also have. I feel like people never expect out of me, like, because I tell them for No, like, I'm, especially I'm in crazy. school. Hell no. Yeah, it's like, I it was crazy. It wasn't so nice and just quiet, you know. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> He is crazy and will beat your ass, so cut it out. 
<laughs> but yeah, overall, you know, this is definitely not what you're supposed to do. Hopefully, like I said, Jay Z and Kanye they get their shit together and be a family again and let the kids play damn. You know what I'm saying? Now that they got two more new kids, everything should be good. But um, anyways, we're going to go and hit that question of the day, y'all. So our question, confession question of the day is, how do you handle messy issues when it comes down to family? Um, if you guys want to call on in, if you're listening online, the number is 516-595-8282. Personally, in my situation, I feel like it's best when family issues are arising to just Leave it to those people. You don't always have to get involved in the messiness of, of family drama. Yes, you're part mm-hmm. of the family, but sometimes it's none of your business. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, you're involved because you're seeing the, the text messages go, be, go back and forth between your cousin or whatever like that. But I feel like if it's a direct connect, obviously, you know, you want to say something like, I only have one sister, you know, my other sisters, you know, I only have one living sibling. Um, mm. and if me, if, if something happened with her and it's, okay, I'm sorry, y'all. It's different situations that I would get involved in. That's what I'm saying. If something happened between mm. her and a family member, you know what I'm saying? Or her, her, and, you know, I don't know, a couple of her friends, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to try to rectify the situation. I'm not going to always side with my sister because sometimes my sister is not always correct. If my sister get into it with my mom, uh, and not really into it, because mom don't play that, but if my sister get into it with my mom, then I'm going to be like, okay, let me assess the situation when mom is crazy. I might say the wrong thing. She slept shit out of me and her. So I'm outside with nobody. I'm probably not going to say if it's a situation with my mom and my sister, I'm just going to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to do it. If my, if my sister get into it with her boyfriend, that has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to sit up yeah. there. I'm going to listen to what she has to say, and I'm going to talk to her, and I'm going to ask her if she's sure about doing this or doing that, unless you're talking about, you know, killing him, obviously. No, bitch, don't be dumb. Ali, I need you. You can't go to jail. But other than that, right. yeah. <laughs> other than that, yeah, I'm going to always, you know, overall kind of be involved. But when it comes to other family members and their drama, bitch, they ain't got nothing to do with nothing over here. So deuces, two fingers up. Goodbye. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for the shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers want to talk shit and be upset because you had something to say. Come talk to me about it. Don't do all that Facebook gangster shit because it ain't gonna work mm-hmm. with me. I'm, you know I don't care. Bitches that make money right. don't care. So. show but I remember one time and this was like you know personal so I don't know how deep I'm going to go into it but like one of my cousins actually like one of my first cousins she had got into it with my sister about like something that I felt like my sister was right about and she should be able to understand why she was uncomfortable and like so she tried to she, she got some random ass two bitches and tried to jump my sister like, you know oh, so, yeah so I still have not talked to her I'm not talking to her in years, and I'm not going to talk to her because it's just like you on a different playing field. It's just like, nigga, we yeah, are blood. You now. get some random ass. 
hood boogers and try to jump on my damn sister? Like, for what? Because it, was, it wasn't like, and my sister didn't do nothing grimy. Like, if I, I mean, I'm going to tell you when you get off the air, but it's just like, if I, you would have to understand why she felt the way she felt about a certain situation. It wasn't mean. It was just like, uh, I'm not comfortable with blah, blah, blah because of blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, that's what it was. And she was so upset and so offended by it, like, she tried to jump my sister and, like, just some hater-ass shit move. But as far as, like, with real family, because I don't consider no bitches like that as my family. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, somebody that's, like, a real family member, like, I feel like I would try to be an ear to the situation and a, mm-hmm. and more of, like, a positive influence as well. Like, I would definitely always tell them to move like what's right and to remember that they are family and to continue to love each other. And also, I think if there is someone wrong in the situation, I would express it to the other person, but I would express it to them that they are wrong and that they need to apologize because of blah, blah, blah. I would just try to be like a good person and like a positive influence when it comes to the situation. But besides that, yeah, I agree with you saying all of it. Like, they don't got shit to do with me, you know. Um, so let's just continue to move forward and be ugly, and that's all we can really do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But another thing is, too, when it comes to certain situations, like, I even remember a time where, you know, like, personally, my mom, she does so much for so many people, and it, it always have bothered me because it's like, dude, you sitting up here, you reaching out, you doing the most, you know, and like every time somebody will like, you know, disappear or leave or break her down, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, why do you keep letting motherfuckers do this shit to you? Like, that shit pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And in a, um, a situation, I remember um, somebody close to the family had stayed with my mom, you know, and then um, you know, she was an older woman. She brought her kids in there, and they had stayed with her for a while. And then, like, you know, she just kind of, like, disappeared, left the kid. My mom ended up raising the kid or whatever like that. And it's just like, now you mad because I have something to say. Because at, at the time where, you know, somebody else speaks out, like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. You should let, you know, her get custody because you're not here. You want to get upset and then start talking shit about everybody else. Like, in that situation, that pisses me off. Don't even go there because if you're not there for your kid, you know, then why should you be mad because somebody is saying that they need to, you know what I'm saying, get custody. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But, oh, us, other than and I would get involved. And motherfuckers, they would hate me because there's nothing that you can say to me. That's going to affect me. You know why? Because you don't know shit about me. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you can say is that, oh, I act like I'm bougie. What's the name? This and that, that and other. But it's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you, if, that's the, if that's the only negative thing you have to say about me, then kudos, bitch, I'm winning. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's not even the truth because I'm far from it. Broke as a motherfucker trying to make a living, trying to live <laughs> my life. Trying to live okay. my life. Okay, but uh, other than that, though, <laughs> other than that, you guys, um, I don't have anything else to say about how do you handle messy issues when it comes down to family members. Um, Jean, did you have a confession that you wanted to make this evening? Yes, um, my confession this week is uh, I hate that I'm so fucking stiff. Like I'm always watching like videos of people like this you know, dancing or whatever, and I'm just like, damn, I wish I could, like... You can't work. You're so irritating. 
not just twerking, but just in general, just just get that shit. You know, you know when you just be like, nigga, get that shit, and motherfuckers go out and get that shit. Like they just go to work. <laughs> like I'll be on the dance floor looking dumb as hell. Like, <laughs> but yes, that's my question. You know do you have some questions? What? Okay, well, first of all, what you need to do in, in situations like that, what when, you know, Chris is at work and Paolo's in his cage and you got, like, clean floor surface area on a wooded floor, okay, do you have any wood in your house? No. Do you have any, like, tile in your kitchen? I know you're in yes. a carpeted kitchen. Okay, do you have, like, a wider yes. kitchen, like a nice, uh, a walkable, can you and, and Chris both fit in the kitchen? Yes. Okay. Well, if your floor is clean and mopped and stuff, get like a, a pie, a tripod, or or some, or get your phone up in like an area, a particular area where you can record yourself. Put some dope ass music on and just dance until your heart melts. And get all on the floor and do your little twerking and be crazy with it and be nasty with it because only person that's gonna see that shit is you. And therefore, you can go back. And put some tiny ass shorts on too, so you can see how you make it jiggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> put that shit on, and then turn around and, and look at it when you get done. I have to do that several times. Okay, let me see if my husband is looking like, oh hell no, nah, nigga, I won't be doing that shit tonight. Looking like a crazy ass psycho. <laughs> so that's what you gotta do. You don't wanna be you don't wanna be thinking if you're sexy, you're gonna try to do some moves and shit and they looking at you like, Ugh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you gotta do. Okay, so when you have some time, try that, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other than that, my confession this evening is I don't really have a confession. I just really just wanna get this week over with. I'm sleepy. I'm going to really enjoy getting to sleep tonight, and, um, you know, hopefully this next week and a half will pass very quickly, and I have my five-day vacation because I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yes. Just looking forward to being at a school, no schoolwork due, <clears throat> and just living my life. Other than that, though, that's pretty much all I have to say. I just want to say thank you all for tuning in and listening um, to us on this lovely Sunday, August 20th. It's so absurd that the entire year has went past. Like, it's almost over. It is, you know, already August, and it was just January. But um, it's, it's amazing. Next time you guys can hear from us, it's Thursday, August the 24th. At the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you guys. So, you know, if you have any questions or comments or you guys want to email us, Send those confessions and those emails to us at confession, the number two, us at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and only. Confession. What? Oh, look, the weather forecast calls for f***ing frightful, and there's no food. Why not just order Eat Street in? After all, you're not rain in the eyes, wind in the face, ice in the teeth, or snow down the pants proof. But Eat Street's got your back, and your spaghetti, spring rolls, and sausage pizza. So you can skip the climate crud and focus on something important.
like butt-cheek couch-cushion relations. Hungry? Happy. Eat Street. Oh, look. The weather forecast calls for f***ing frightful, and there's no food. Why not just order Eat Street in? After all, you're not rain in the eyes, wind in the face, ice in the teeth, or snow down the pants proof. But Eat Street's got your back, and your spaghetti, spring rolls, and sausage pizza. So you can skip the climate crud and focus on something important, like butt-cheek couch-cushion relations. Hungry? Happy. Eat Street.